Welcome to Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 66, recorded September 4th, 2021. I'm your host, Charles Grant. In today's episode, why teach lock picking, the Key Machine Chronicles, the Pick Set Builder, DD Pick Making Tutorials, new products, meetups, the, le- the latest belt counts, 9-11 commemorative locks, and the lock sporter's journey that led to them, locksmith's story, lock picking criminals, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. If you don't already have one, you can find a Podcasting 2.0 compatible app at newpodcastapps.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube or Odyssey. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. YouTube and some apps limit the length of show notes and the links I can post, but you can always find full show notes with all of the links at thelocksportscast.com. Just one quick announcement before we get started about the podcast this week. I don't have a Journey to Black story this week because I haven't had time to write up my own story and I didn't have any others submitted, but I do have a story of one community member's journey in Locksport, including creating a few 9-11 commemorative locks. So I'll slot that in in the normal slot where Journey to Black would be. First up in the news this week, Charles sent in an article from Pentest Magazine called Why I Ran Lock Picking Session in My Office by Tosh Norris. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Anyway, I'm just going to highlight a few things in the article and leave the rest for you to go over and read. Said, head to any major security conference, be it B-Sides, Black Hat, or DEF CON, and you're likely to come across a lockpicking village. But why? Says, I truly believe lockpicking provides a good icebreaker and an avenue to talk about the importance of security. Another bullet point, it encourages shifting security left. When I run these lockpicking sessions, I talk about the power of having security and other SMEs engaged right from the beginning. It introduces the concept of security testing, not just pen testing, but actually testing the security of a product at every stage, and builds security team brand awareness. Lockpicking sessions are great advertising tools. And as always, there will be a link in the show notes to the full article if you want to go over there and check that out. And just a quick reminder that the Help Bronx Lockpicker 60 GoFundMe is still running. Bronx Lockpicker has been a longtime, good-standing member of the Locksport community, and he has lost his daughter and only child in a battle with cancer. So it would be great if you could go over and help out any way you can. And Sherelle shared a tweet by Naomi Wu over on Twitter. She says, Had my Lishi Tools user manual scanned to PDF? The Chinese text is OCR'd, so you can Google Translate it to get a rough idea of what it says. And she provided a link to the file on Google Drive, says, feel free to rehost and share. I will have a copy of that file available in by a link in the show notes, and also a link to her original Twitter post. And Rubber Band has started a new series on his YouTube channel called the Key Machine Chronicles, showcasing the key machines he's collected over time in the first video which is key machine chronicles hpc dm 500 the description says volume one of the key machine chronicles we go over the hpc drill mill manual key machine from the 90s and this is definitely a very manual key machine really worth checking out 
and I'm looking forward to the rest in that series. Over on Reddit, I'm Nomadic has made what he calls the Pick Set Builder. In the post, he says, After roughly 32 man hours of Control C, Control V, cell editing, learning to apply formulas, two bottles of Crown, five pots of coffee, and a newfound dislike of how some companies lay out their sites, I've finished the first version. Download it as a Microsoft Excel file and open it with Google Docs or Excel so you can use the drop-down menus and auto-populating stuff. And he has updated a couple of times since then, adding more tools and tabs to the function of the spreadsheet. But basically, this is a spreadsheet that allows you to select the picks that you might want in your set, and it totals up the cost of them. So interesting, gives you an idea what your options are and what it would cost to build out your own custom pick set. It's an interesting project, especially for new pickers, trying to figure out what they need and uh, how much it will cost them to get there. So anyway, link in the show notes if you're interested in checking that one out. And Talon Pick started a series this week. He said in his original tweet, Between now and next Saturday, September 4th, I will publish the four videos that make up the tutorial to make a homemade rear disc DD pick. He has a playlist on his channel, and I will provide a link to that in the show notes. The description on the videos says, This is a series of four video tutorials in which I show how to make my homemade rear disc DD pick for picking disc locks. He also includes a list of the materials used in the manufacture of the pick and gives you some idea where to acquire those. So if you don't already have a good quality rear tensioning disc detainer pick, this might be a good series to go check out. I will definitely be watching it when I have a few moments. In meetups this week, we have the same ones as last week. We have Lockfest taking place September 25th through the 26th at the Hotel Thermal in the Czech Republic. SaintCon, October 18th to the 22nd at the Utah Valley Convention Center in Provo, Utah. And don't forget that the lockpicking lawyer is scheduled to be a keynote speaker there. November 12th through the 14th is Lock Camp. Tickets are available, and that is at Lockhart State Park in Lockhart, Texas. And in products this week, first up we have the Go No Go tool, which was showcased in a video by CLK Supplies entitled Don't Even Think About Capping Until You Use This. In the description of the video, it says, How many times have you finished rekeying an SFIC core only to realize the key is not working? We've all been there, unfortunately. Instead of playing the typical guessing game while trying to figure out which chamber needs to be fixed, PJ has found you a solution. Check out this locksmith tool and take the guesswork out of your job. And Bearsback had an idea for a change that would make this tool even more useful, and he put a video out entitled SFIC Tool I Would Love to See Made, hashtag LockBoss. Interesting uh, idea to further enhance this particular tool with only a small addition. So anyway, I will have links to both of those videos in the show notes. And Uncensored Tactical came out with what he calls the 210 Brute Force Code Sheet Stickers. So this particular product is used for the push-button key boxes that you will find a lot in industry and uh, rental places. And this is a 
brute force code list for these locks, providing they meet some very specific criteria. Um, one is that they have a four-digit code that they that none of the digits can repeat, and that there are only digits one through zero, one through one through nine and zero. So ten digits, four digits in the code, and non-repeating. These particular type, uh, like I said, are actually used in industry a lot. And I know the ones that we use, and as was pointed out in one of the replies to the original tweet the, announcing this, is that some of these, like the ones that I've used in the past, can be set up with codes with more or less than four digits, in which case these sheets will not work. And you cannot tell before you start how many digits they actually set it up for. However, most of them, in my experience, are set up with four digits in practice. This is one way to potentially get through them, but may not be completely sex- successful. But it's just a sticker you can stick on your clipboard or uh, whatever else you have that that doesn't really take up a lot of space to carry this, and it could come in handy. So anyway, link in the show notes. And Ratyoke Lockpicks posted a picture of some handles that they made for the new line of Vent Lockmaster Lockpicks. You remember in the last episode, I mentioned these picks as a new product. I mentioned that Locknoob had displayed that they have interchangeable handles. So Ratyoke has made some custom wooden handles instead of the plastic handles that you can get from Vent. They're available in several different styles. And actually, Vent is giving away two of the handles for the, the new line of picks via a giveaway on Gleam.io. And they say one winner will be randomly picked to receive two custom handles from Ratyoke designed to be used with the new Lockmaster Lockpicks. I will have links to the tweet by Ratyoke about the new picks as well as to the giveaway. And I will also mention the giveaway again in the giveaway section. In Lockpickers United belts this week, Vintage has earned a new brown belt, and Lock Affinity has become red. Congratulations to both of you. And Room Picker has earned his first Dan on his black belt. This is something that is not easy for me to track. I will announce these if requested, but it's not easy for me to search them out like it is the belts. I don't see the updates on these like I do the belts, so not something I will be regularly announcing. But we also had an update on the belt counts for this month. Currently, there are 5,011 people participating in the belt system on Reddit. Of those, 856 are white, 1,400 are yellow, or 1,716 are orange, 589 are green, 202 are blue, 95 are purple, 48 are brown, 39 are red, and 66 are black. For those not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, I will have links in the show notes to all of the rules and some informational videos to help explain it and get you started. And we have an update from speedlocks.org. Rune posted the second round speedlock tournament of champions winners. And the post reads, congratulations to our second round speedlock tournament of champion winners. Below, you can see the results. An updated bracket will be uploaded to the site within 24 hours. Good luck to all in round three. Round three will run from September 1st to September 27th, 
11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard. In match one, Lemon versus Adam F. 1984. Lemon advances as no entry was submitted by the opponent. In match two, PDX Cardinal 78 from the USA wins in a coin flip because there was no submission from either contestant. In match three, Georgia Jim wins as no entry was submitted by his opponent. In match four, Lako Lot wins as no entry submitted by his opponent. Match five, Heavy Metal Head wins, no entry submitted by the opponent. Match six, Geek Among Us USA wins in a coin flip because there was no submission from either contestant. Match seven, HV Logic wins, no entry from his opponent. And in match eight, Locksport Viking versus Sir Paradise. Sir Paradise beat out Locksport Viking in a heated battle by a, just a fraction to advance to the next round. Congratulations. Now it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. First, I'd like to say thank you to our newest patron, Clayton Howard, also known as Cool Tune, who joined at the $25 a month level. Very, very generous. Thank you, Clayton. And with that, the producers of this episode are the Patreon subscribers, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, Dave To Be Deciphered, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, PH Picker, Three Raccoons in a Coat, Sherelle, Patty Cakes, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, Real Tater. Chief content producer for this episode is Trell, also known as Anthony. The other content producers for this episode are Albert LaBelle, BB Telpix, Dark Arts Lock Picking, B and E A to Z, also known as Good Guy, Holly, HV Logic, IFISC, I'm Nomadic, Jimmy Longs, Joshua Gonzalez, Lock Kraken, Michael Gilchrist. Pocket Woman, Rune, Sekfilamath, Starry Lock, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you for all of your support. Really makes my job a lot easier when I don't have to worry about scraping together a whole bunch of information during my busy week. I really, really, really appreciate it. So just remember that this show is only possible because of the information and support from you, the community. So if you're getting value out of this podcast, please help support it by sending in any news links, giveaways, any information you have that's Locksport related you think the community should know about. Uh, everybody has their own little corner of the internet that they go to for their Locksport information. Other people may not go there and might not see the same information you do. So please help share the wealth. Let everybody know what you know. And you can do that by sending it to me at, either at podcast at the com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes or at locksportscast.com slash support. Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends, either in person at these new meetups that are starting again or online. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform or leave a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube or Odyssey if that's the way you consume it. You can subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube or Odyssey channel. You can donate via PayPal or subscribe on Patreon if you want to support financially. Patrons on Patreon do get a private RSS feed that allows them to get the podcast when I'm done editing it, rather than waiting for the usual publish time, if that's something that interests you. It's really the only thing I offer them for all of the support they give me. If you support the show with a donation or information I use on the show, I will give you a credit in the show notes and a shout out on the show. I thank all of you very, very much. You make my job a lot easier. For the state of the podcast, like I said, I'm out of Journey to Black Stories, so I've substituted in that segment a story of another Locksporter's journey through Locksport. 
If you want to submit a journey to Black story, or if you have an interesting story of how you got started or how your journey through Locksport has gone, even if you're not a black belt, feel free to submit it. Just make sure that it's a, a reasonable length, and I will share it on the show. Feel free to submit feedback. You can go to locksportscast.com slash contact and submit any feedback you want over there. It can be confidential, or I can share it on the show if you'd like. You're welcome to submit a note or video or an audio recording, as long as you keep it reasonable length, polite, work and family safe, no politics, and no drama. So as promised, I have a story here to replace the Journey to Black segment with this week. This was a note sent in by a very generous supporter of the podcast. So I'll just read that to you here real quick. It says, Hi, Charles. Thank you for the opportunity to present you with a very special lock with the design I came up with to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the falling of the Twin Towers on September 11th, 2001. So how did it come to this point where a guy, a retired grandfather, falls into a hobby so deep that the desire to make something special is so strong and he actually follows through on it? Well, partly because of you. I say that because, as I discovered the Lock Sportscast podcast, I knew there would be an opportunity to find out more about this quite amazing specialty hobby that so few are interested in, and even fewer attempt to participate in the exciting challenge of lockpicking. Well, I am one of those guys, and I can't pinpoint what the exact trigger was, but we've all watched action movies, and of course, there was always the classic scene where a lock would be picked, or a door or a gate would have to be bypassed, and of course the hero or bad guy would usually succeed. Wow, so cool. But fast forward to a new century and decades from the last Mission Impossible episode was played on TV, we are in a new era, and it was YouTube that presented to me an in-depth look at what locksport and lockpicking skill is all about. Watching some truly talented people was what intrigued me and showed me what could be done with locks. Of course, the Everest of skill is the faceless lockpicking lawyer whose hands would navigate through the complexity of the not so serious, and of course the extremely serious and high security chunks of locks, always reaching that satisfying moment where the shackle would pop and we got her open would be proclaimed. The tools, the technique, and the methods on how to earn an open and get her open was all there. Bosnian Bill, the helpful lock picker, Georgia Jim, the talented and fun to watch Sir Paradise, Lock Noob, and so many more hooked me and I pursued the hobby and jumped in deep. Discovering that locks could be raked, I regularly shopped hardware stores, the big box stores, and of course Amazon and eBay to acquire padlocks to explore whether or not I could open them. Of course, you have to acquire the right tools and gear to play the locksport game, and I did all that. I raked, I zipped, I rocked and rolled, and occasionally attempted some SPP. I was amazed that I could get them open, and some of them pretty quick. I got hooked in a large collection in a rather heavy toolbox, soon to be three, was gathered. Master locks were my primary focus, and I worked my way up the numerical ladder to open as many as I could. I opened most of them, but there were many locks that refused to succumb to the rake, and the next level would have to be pursued, single pin picking. Could I do that? The incredible finesse required the understanding of feedback, binding pins, security pins, serrated and spools, tension, so much to learn and explore. The pursuit was on, and then the frustration mounted. SPP was apparently too difficult, and I was convinced that I was at a dead end. Having enjoyed the hobby so much, I did not want to give up. So it was then that I reached out to you, Charles, 
and we chatted online and you gave me encouragement and reassured me that it was only a matter of time and practice. I would improve and the skills would be learned and getting the open with SBP was on the horizon. I honestly did not believe that it would happen, but not wanting to give up, I continued the pursuit thanks to you. The opens were soon to follow. You were right. Getting my first 1100 open was something I thought I'd never be able to do. The key code 65336 will not be forgotten, and I wear the 1100 Club t-shirt proudly. The skill was learned through practice, and over time, more opens were earned. I fell in deep and went after lockpicking with a focused drive. When I learned about the karate belt system from you and what it was all about and how to play, I was all in. Yes, all in, and opening a lock on camera and submitting the results of the pick and gut. Another skill learned and, of course, suffering through the mistakes. Uploading videos of my successes to the mods at Reddit was truly exciting and a thrill I wanted more of. Learning more about the locks and how they operate brought me to the level of blue belt and putting together a CL is really challenging but lots of fun to do. It was great to watch Sir Paradise on YouTube pick my first challenge lock. Getting the Packlock 98 Pro open and earning 200k club status was an Everest accomplishment for me. I've chatted with you about this lock sport thing and how deep I've fallen into it. I've even suggested that I may need an intervention and perhaps I've become a lockaholic. Haha, <laughs> not true. Lock sport is a rewarding hobby for me and I'm sure many others. I honestly have found true reward and therapeutic value to this whole thing. It reminds me that you can accept the challenge and find a way to solve what appears to be a problem. It has worked for me, and when I'm faced with a difficulty, I am reminded that I can get her open and get the problem solved. Locksport is a healthy addiction, at least for me it is, and I hope it is for others too. Having been introduced to the Master Lock 911 to earn my green belt, I came up with the idea of how fitting it would be to apply a special design to the Master Lock 911 to commemorate that fateful day. So here you go. I know it is just a small token to remember those who were lost and fallen on that terrifying day and to those who keep us safe and free. Thank you again for the wonderful advice and support you have given me along the Locksport journey. Sincerely, Bob Browser, on Reddit as bbtelpix66 and Instagram as bbtelpix, B-B-T-E-L-P-I-X. I just want to say thank you to you, Bob. I really appreciate all of your support. You have uh, been reaching out to me and giving me encouragement and making me realize that this uh, this show is important to continue on. So while you were getting encouragement from me to continue in your Locksport journey, uh, I've been getting encouragement from you to continue in the podcasting journey, and that's uh, always appreciated. So thank you very much for all of your your support. So I will have a link to the BB Telpix Instagram account if you want to go check out his Instagram and subscribe over there. Follow him on Instagram. It would be much appreciated. So thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing this lock in person. This week's locksmith story was sent in by iFisk on Twitter. He says, nifty locksmith article with cool photos. If you manly... If you manually trim the ends off the image URLs, you can get bigger versions. So the article is entitled Plymouth Locksmith Finds the Key to Job Satisfaction, written by Rick Harbert. I will read an abbreviated version of it here, and you can check out the rest and all the pictures that go along with it, which are really cool. He's got a really great collection 
So I recommend following the link in the show notes and go checking out the article yourself to get the rest of the details and to check out the amazing collection that he has. Anyway, so the story goes, after spending 10 hours alone in an abandoned hotel stairwell, Paul Grossman decided he would never be locked out of anywhere ever again. Sick of traveling overseas every week, Grossman was already looking to buy a little business that could hold his interest into old age when he traveled to Milan in 2009. He was killing time before a meeting when he walked through one set of ornate doors and then another into a rear stairwell on his hotel's eighth floor. Grossman figured he'd just get some exercise, walk down the stairs, but the doors locked behind him and there was no way out on any floor. He banged on the doors for hours and hours without any luck. He was planning on spending the night on the stairs when someone finally heard his call for help and rescued him from what turned out to be an abandoned delivery staircase. Grossman said, I got out and had an epiphany that that was never going to happen to me again. I'm going to be a locksmith. He took a key that led to a roof on the hotel's second floor as a souvenir. He left his lucrative but hectic job as vice president of sales for the software company Oracle at age 52 and enrolled in school to become a locksmith. In 2009, after a year of school, he bought Associated Key and Lock, an existing locksmith shop on Court Street in Plymouth. The business was originally started in the 1970s and has changed hands a couple of times. Grossman, a connoisseur of Victorian antiques, has turned it into a sort of lock and key museum with antique locks and keys he has picked up over the years. He has a massive lock from a cell in the old Charles Street Jail in Boston, and a monster key from the door of a European castle. He has a couple of victory keys, two Brahma lock keys, a small lock from the 1600s that someone gave him as a child, and the one key that started it all. The intricately designed steel key came from the stairwell in Milan that served as the catalyst for Grossman's career change. Last year, his son Andrew joined the firm after getting laid off during the pandemic from his job in fraud protection at a bank. Andrew took an online locksmithing course and went to school in Westwood as well, and he has a better feel for the work, his dad said. Andrew Grossman said he has come to love the little 9x16 shop just as much as his father does, and he looks forward to taking over within the next year so his father can stay in the office and watch old movies while he waits for customers. Andrew Grossman, a Kingston resident, has plans to expand the business but not the shop. He has recently given the business its first presence on social media, showcasing their work and craftsmanship on Instagram and the company website. I will have links to the story and the Instagram and website for the business in the show notes. I recommend you go check it out. There are some really good pictures of the collection of keys and stuff that he has in that tiny little shop. For lockpicking criminals this week, technically neither one of these are lockpicking criminals. They are safe-cracking criminals, or attempted safe-cracking criminals. The first story is entitled Woman Hamburglar Wanted for Cracking Safe at Florence Burger King While Wearing Uniform. That actually rubs me the wrong way. Hamburger Hamburglar was a McDonald's character, not Burger King. Anyway, the article is by Susan Harden, and this is out of Florence, South Carolina. The Florence County Sheriff's Office needs your help to catch a safe-cracking burglar dressed in a Burger King uniform. 
The woman entered the Burger King on East Palomito Street while it was closed at about 11.41 p.m. on July 27th with a key dressed in a Burger King uniform and a black bandana. Restaurant operators confirmed the suspect was not an employee of the business. Once the woman was in the office of the fast food restaurant, the suspect unsuccessfully attempted to open the safe, investigators said. She next appears to phone or text someone and then, referring to something written on a piece of paper, successfully opens the safe. The burglar left with an undisclosed amount of cash and other items, but by watching the surveillance video, she clearly took a large amount. She can be seen emptying more than one drawer of money into her backpack. So this one, to me, just rings of inside job. She had a uniform. She had a key. She knew when to go in. And she knew and had a contact that knew how to open the safe, what the combination was. You can see in one of the videos that she she has it written on a piece of paper and she types it in. So to me, she may not have worked for this Burger King, but somebody who works for this Burger King or recently worked for this Burger King had the key and the code to give her. Not what we would normally consider safe cracking, but the way very often is probably done, which is just an inside job. If you know the code, you can crack the safe. The next one is a man charged with trying to pry open a relative's safe. This article was written by Paul Pierce. State troopers this week arrested a man accused of breaking into an elderly relative's home in Derry Township and trying to pry open her safe before fleeing empty-handed, according to court documents. The suspect is charged with burglary, criminal attempt, criminal mischief, criminal trespass, prowling, and carrying a 40 caliber handgun on a revoked permit in connection with the August 14th incident. He was arrested after the victim, who is in her 80s, turned over video surveillance tapes of him breaking into her residence, according to court documents. Trooper John Robertson reported the suspect is shown in tapes driving his 2018 white Ford pickup truck into the victim's drive, then parking out of view of one surveillance camera and using a flashlight as he walks to the residence. However, Robertson reported that the suspect is later captured on video in front of the residence picking up a stick and using it to knock a security camera out of view. However, other cameras placed about the residence continued to record his actions, police said. Robertson said in court documents that once inside, he entered a bedroom where the safe is and sawed off the handle and attempted to pry open the door before he fled. Investigators reported that he caused $2,000 in damage plus $500 for the victim to hire a locksmith to open the damaged safe. In a recent interview, Robertson said the suspect admitted to the burglary, quote, to get the money. He was remanded to county prison Wednesday after failing to post $10,000 bond pending a preliminary hearing on September 8th. Clearly had no idea how safes work. Cutting off the handle and then trying to pry the door open. That generally doesn't even work well on a cheap, crappy safe. In sales this week... I actually don't know if this code is still active, but since we discussed the Lockmaster picks in relation to the custom handles made by Rat Yoke, there there was at least a discounted code last week for 10% off the new Lockmaster pick set from Vent with the code LOCKNOOB10. So that will be in the show notes. Also, the Ridgeback set from Law Lock Tools 
While supplies last, 20% off the Ridgeback set with the code Ridgeback20. That code worked as of this morning still. 3DLockSport.com, 10% off with the code LSCast10. Mako Locks, 15% off with the code BuyMako. UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off with the code GIFT. All those codes and links to where they can be used will be in the show notes. For giveaways this week, we'll start off with the giveaway that Vent is holding for the two Rat Yoke lockpick handles for the new Lockmaster lockpicks. And that will, link will be in the show notes. It is a Gleam.io site, and it runs through September 24th. And Sec Philomath is having his 100 subscriber giveaway. The rules. Each Saturday for the month of September, there will be a question you have to answer on video, preferably with the appropriate hashtag. And he's got a list of uh, different hashtags for each of the questions. The last day to submit your entries is September 30th. You will do a drawing on October 2nd in a live stream at 12 p.m. Pacific. Each video you shoot is worth one entry. You get four entries for the four videos. If you tweet or post this on Instagram or Facebook, that gives you one extra entry, not one per post, but just one extra if you share it on some form of social media. Make sure to let him know in case he doesn't see it. There's no requirement to pick in the entry videos. You just have to answer the question and use the hashtags. The prize pool, he has an Abus 7240, Abus C83, Brady Abus 7140, Masterlock 140, two kicks, Corbin Cylinder, Sparrow's Combar set, and stickers. So be sure to check that out and subscribe if you haven't already. And Albert LaBelle is still running his subscriber appreciation giveaway. I went over the rules last week, so I won't do that again this week, but it is running through the 15th of September. So be sure to get over there and get entered if you haven't already. Lock Kraken has his September giveaway running. Hashtag Kraken September 21 says, give me a video, preferably with at least a lock in it, and tell me where you would want to travel and use the hashtag Kraken September 21 in the title. As usual with Kraken, very simple entry rules. CLK Supplies has their hashtag LockBoss giveaway running every week, so you can go ahead and head over there and check that out if you're into the giveaway thing. And LockSportsCast monthly giveaway for Packlock or $20 gift code for HooganKeys.com. I know I'm behind. <laughs> I'm really trying to get the time to do a live stream, and I will just make one live stream doing the last three that I'm behind. So I really apologize, but I will keep them going for the rest of this year. As of January, though, I'm going to end the monthly giveaways. I just don't have time to keep up with it, and I'm tired of disappointing people by falling behind. So the giveaways will run. I may be behind on getting the prizes out and or doing the drawings and getting the prizes out, but they will get out, and the giveaway will continue to run through the end of the year. So remember, the show can only exist with the support of you, the community. So please continue to send in your LockSport-related information for me to use every week. And uh, even if you don't think it's important, it probably is more important than you think. Every bit of info helps. Even uh, if I don't use it, it might come up in another episode. So thank you very much for all of your continued support. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And remember to keep it legal.